This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Necessary Roughness, brought to you by Southfield Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. With 11-year NFL veteran, Big Ten Offensive Lineman of the Year, and captain of the National Championship Michigan Wolverines, John Jansen. And 10-year NFL veteran, two-time Pro Bowl offensive tackle, and Super Bowl champion with the Green Bay Packers, T.J. Lang. Now, here's John Jansen and T.J. Lang. Well, TJ, we teased it a little bit last week. This week, the schedule released. It came out just moments ago, and we know all 17 opponents for the Detroit Lions. We know exactly when the bye week is going to be, and to start things off, they open up the season. It was leaked earlier in the day. We talked about it in the morning. Kansas City on the road Thursday night, start the NFL season. I mean, you don't get much more front and center than that. Yeah, there's a – the hype is real. The hype is real. With all the opponents that KC is going to play, and and even, you know, the division opponents. Mm -hmm. And the NFL said, no, we want the Detroit Lions. We, You know, game one to kick off the season against the reigning champs. I mean, look, uh, there's nowhere to hide, you know. I mean, I think if you're a player now, you know, you kind of went through that phase last year where – Hey, it was cute. You know, we ended the season on a good note. And uh, coming in this year, you know, obviously everybody's expectations are high. But you're looking at that saying, okay, man, like, we, I think, we, up. yeah, we're supposed to belong now. Like, there's nowhere to hide. We're going out week one. And, you know, and I know, look, no matter what happens week one, that's not an indication of what's going to happen the rest of the season. But to get that matchup, man, that uh, that lets everybody know that I think the hype is, is real around this team. Now we're going to see how they respond uh, you know, early in the season because I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but you just look at the last couple years of Dan Campbell. I know the first year, you know, 21, kind of a wash. We knew a bunch of new players, a bunch of new coaches, but, um, you know, first eight games, 0 and 8. Last year, right? First eight games, 2 and 6, right? That's going to be, have to be something different about this team moving forward. This year is the first half of the season. Uh, how do you get off to a strong start? And if you can go out to KC game one, Thursday night football, prime time. Uh, in that stadium and that atmosphere and somehow pull out a win, that's going to jumpstart you to uh, what hopefully is going to be uh, a good first half of the season. Well, and so let's just take a look, uh, kind of a, a bird's eye view of the first six games of the Lions' schedule. They're at KC. That's obviously a tough matchup. I think one of the games I'm most excited about is week two, and that's the Seattle game. They're going to have 10 days to prepare for that game. No matter what happens in KC, it's going to be Seattle. And we all know what happened at the end of the year last year. They ended up winning. They ended up going into the uh, to the playoffs. Lions felt like they should have been. Most people thought the Lions were a better team at that point. So they're going to get a chance to see what Seattle has at home, at home against Atlanta, on the road at Green Bay, which is a Thursday night game. 
Carolina at home, and then at Tampa. Of those six games, I really think the Lions, for the most part, should be favored in a majority of those games other than Kansas City. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen, you know, until from now well, until September, be right? Yeah. Like, we don't know. I mean, things are going to happen. People are going to get hurt. There's still going to be trades to be made. I mean, nobody really knows. But, I mean, it's it's hard to, like, you look at Seattle, and that's a game last year, obviously, we remember early in the season, got into a shootout, right? 48-45, I think, was the final score. Um, you knew that you could battle with them last year, and that was arguably when the Lions were playing their worst football, at least defensively. And offensively, I mean, we knew there was a pick six in that game too. But um, you really the one the one trap you can't fall into though is that oh this team last year was bad we should beat them this year or this team you know ooh, they were really good last year oh man it's gonna be a tough game it changes year to year man it just does but that Seattle game I think look you have an opportunity looking at those first two games uh, right two playoff teams obviously the champs and then Seattle who was a play, playoff team last year that's a really good chance to go out and put your stamp on the beginning of the season and say, you know what? Like we're here, man. We're for real, right? We're legit. So uh, that Seattle game to me is going to be interesting. I don't think there's, I mean, it's not really a rivalry, but you know, you could argue that, you know, there is some bad blood with how <laughs> the, the end of last season sure. played out with them, keeping the lines out of the playoffs. Right. And, and but everybody puts when they do power rankings, Right, it's it's the Lions and it's Seattle. They're kind of both grouped into what the question marks about quarterback, the question marks about where the franchise is going, or you know, is 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 Seattle just going to have? I mean, last year they made the playoffs, but it is a is it a one year hiccup for them after trading Russell Wilson? They had all the draft picks, they've got that new draft capital. It's all part of the roster now. And the Lions having those two first-round picks, somewhat controversial, is Brad Holmes going to look like a, a, a draft savant with you know a Campbell and Gibbs going out there and performing extremely well in Week One and throughout this this season, um, you know, and obviously against Seattle, it's it's not a you know division rival, but it is an NFC matchup that people are going to be very curious. Where are each of these franchises. Yeah, and two very similar teams, like you mentioned. I think both pretty young, right, with a lot of the uh, early draft picks that, you know, even Seattle had last year, ton of rookies playing, a couple offensive tackles that were rookies. Obviously, Kenneth Walker was young last year. A bunch more, you know, uh, rookies coming in this year to Seattle from those draft picks they got from Denver. The biggest thing that you mentioned, too, is the quarterback, right? And I think when you look at both these teams, Detroit, Seattle, Geno Smith played really well last year. Jared Goff played really well last year, especially the last 10 games. First six, seven games, right, a little bit shaky. The question, obviously, is, is can these are these guys, you know, is this who they is this who they are, or was that kind of a one-off year, right? Can these guys sustain that level of success? Can Geno Smith come out again and prove that he is, in fact, you know, a, a starting quarterback and a franchise quarterback in this league? And the same question, I think Jared Goff is still going to be facing, right? Can you go out there and prove that you can do it for, for a full season, not just, you know, four games here, five games there? You know what I mean? You got to put it to put together a whole season. So I think those two teams, definitely interesting, definitely probably in the same boat as far as, you know, people expect them to take a big step. But like a lot of teams, it's probably going to come down to the quarterback play and how consistent uh, you get at that position. Moving in the next couple games, I mean, at Atlanta, 
I mean, don't really know, right? I mean, last year, I think they were uh, kind of a weird team, you know, where they were a lot better at some points than people thought. I mean, I think they had a top three rushing attack in the league with, you know, you're looking at a lot of these guys and it was like Tyler Algier and Caleb Hunt. I mean, they go out yeah. and they make a big splash in the first round as well. This year, getting uh, B. John Robinson, right? Um, that's going to be an interesting game. Atlanta could be one of those teams that obviously we know they're going a different direction at quarterback uh, with Desmond Ritter, apparently. Yeah. But, you know, that could be a team that you're looking at saying, hey, a weak NFC South, maybe they're feeling a little bit better about themselves than the outside world is. Uh, but you get that game at home. You get back-to-back at home there with Seattle and Atlanta. I'm in the same camp as you that I think it would be disappointing if they don't win both of those games, right? The Green Bay game. I used to, John, I'll just tell you real quick. When when you were a player, I'll ask you a question. When you were a player, when the schedule came out, what were some of the things that you looked at first? Well, the first thing I looked at, and this is just from a fat guy's perspective, was the cities I was going to and the ones that I liked the, <laughs> the restaurants, restaurants the most. <laughs> you knew it was steakhouse. coming. Yeah, I wanted to know what steakhouse I was going to. Um, and then, obviously, I would look at individual matchups for me. Like, when was I going to be playing against Mike? Uh, straight hand. Yeah. Um, you know, when was I going to be playing against Dallas and some of the matchups I had there? Um, you know, it was Carolina on on the roster. Um, you know, it, it just different matchups individually that I had. And then obviously I'm looking at when is our division games? You know, how many home games did we have? Were we going to be playing Monday night? We're going to be playing Thursday? You know, uh, for, for at that time, it was simply just Thanksgiving Day. Uh, what was it that you looked at? I always, number one, look for the bye. I always wanted uh, – you always pray for uh, middle-of-the-season buy, week 10-ish buy. Yeah, I think, middle to late. Yeah. Yes. I, those week four buys were absolutely Whoa. terrible. I mean, you're like, come on. You don't really need to buy that early. You'd like to go, let's rip off nine or ten, get an off week, come back, finish strong. I think every every player that's ideal for you. Number two for me, I think, was uh, primetime games. You wanted yeah. to see where the primetime games were, who you were playing, on the road, at home. And I got to be honest with you, as a player, John, I'll put it this way. As a kid growing up, you dream about playing Monday night football. Yeah. Right? When you're a player in the NFL, at least for me, I hated you Monday dream night about games. playing 1 o'clock Sunday games. <laughs> <laughs> you, you dream about playing 1 o'clock Sunday games, going home, cracking a beer by 5 o'clock. Right. You, you don't do watch everybody else play. Players do not like sitting around all day on a Sunday or all day on a Monday and thinking about a thousand different things and going out there late. It's just, trust me, players just don't like it. Um, it is fun to play in those games, right. obviously, you, but you, it's like, Dude, just give me give me a one o'clock game, man. Like I want to want to get get up, get the day going. You know, get this game over with. Let's go home, and have some cold beer, watch Sunday night. But you don't you don't like playing those games. That's what kind of led me into this. You know, uh, week five matchup was which is going to be, um, I'm sorry, week four, which is going to be that Thursday night game at Green Bay. Yeah, Thursday night games. I know they're early in the season. They've got two of them in the first month, uh, but those games. Those games suck as a player. They well, just do. They suck, yes, because it's Thursday night. It's a short week on the front end, but it's also like an extra bye week on the back end because depending on how the team is doing and your coach and how what type of liberties he will give the team, when you get back from Green Bay, 
you might have two or three days off. Not that early in the season. Uh, Maybe it, if again, it's November, it December, and the coach is like, hey, guys, we're with, wearing With such there, a young team right? for the Lions, I agree. But I would look at it because I was always of the mindset, and coaches treat guys differently, where, hey, Thursday night matchup, and, and at the end of my career, we started to have some. And maybe it was just because it was the end of my career when we, we would play Chicago on Thursday night. We'd get back, and coach would say, hey, if you've been in the league for more than four years, we'll see you on Monday. Everybody else, film, workout, you know, we've got, we got things we got to work on. Yeah, treatment. Yeah, but for me, it was, it was literally like an extra bye week on the back end yeah. of that week. I think it also depends on how the team's doing, right? Yeah. If you're rolling in one and three, your ass is probably working on Saturday, Sunday. If <laughs> you're three and one, or hey, if maybe you start off hot. Maybe on the maybe flip side, you're four and zero with wins over Kansas City yeah. and Green Bay at both of those locations. Yeah, maybe you were a couple, couple days, days off. off. I'll tell you the Thursday night game, though. You know, it it, it's early in the season, which you'd rather have that, right? I, there's nothing worse than going late into the season, and and look, Thanksgiving's a bit of a anomaly where it's just it's a tradition like you expect you know you're playing there yeah you know that you've got to get up for it it's a 12 30 game on a, on a thursday which is incredibly hard better than one at that but at that point in the season to recover Come monday on, tuesday man. wednesday Come on. i'm just telling you it's tough but you that's one of those games that you're like okay you can get up for that game thursday night games late in the season though those are normally the hardest ones to play thank god that's the last one they play and thank god it's early because you know you're still gonna be in uh Pretty top shape, hopefully still pretty healthy, not a ton of wear and tear at that point of the season going into, uh, you know, that next game at Carolina at, at, at home, back at home against Carolina. Yeah. Well, and, and here's the question I have for you about Carolina is we know that Deuce Staley's down there. We know he's got an intimate knowledge of the Lions offense. How much does that help a team that is going to probably struggle offensively? And that's the Carolina Panthers with a rookie quarterback. How much does that help them defensive? The strength of that Carolina team is their defense. How much can he help them prepare for the Lions? It's probably overblown when you think about it. I mean, you know, you're always sitting there saying, hey, these are the calls, right? Hey, yep. listen to the old linemen. If they say this, you know, maybe that means, hey, run right, or the center's double teaming right, or you know, pass protection. Hey, if they call out, you know, a duel, that means, you know, whatever it is, you yep. can kind of share some of that information. But I think that's very easily – uh, countered easily countered because you know the other side is probably going to know that. So now you probably have a chance of playing some mind games, right? Making phony calls, making dummy calls to try to get them to you know think it's a run, and boom, you hit them with the play action. So I think that's kind of overblown a little bit. Now I do think that you know if you have a coach that's with a group of players uh, for an extended period of time, obviously you watch them in practice every single day. You know the work habits. You know who they are personally. You know who they are individually. So that probably comes in a little bit of the part where, hey, I know, you know, I watched our, you know, left guard get beat on this move a lot in practice, right? Maybe that's something we want to attack. You know what I mean? Like, you can you can work on more of the individual matchups uh, a little bit. But as far as coach going somewhere else and, you know, being familiar with the offense, I mean, he's not the one out there playing, right? He's, right? He can't sit out there every every play and be screaming out whatever the tendencies are. And I think, look, Dan Campbell, Ben Johnson, they obviously know that, so I'm sure they're going to have some wrinkles for that game as well. And then, uh, obviously, the next week, another NFC South opponent, Tampa Bay. Down in Tampa Bay, uh, obviously, post-Tom Brady era, they've got either Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask um, at the quarterback position. I think the NFC South, I don't – you don't want to sit there and say, hey, those are all wins. Uh, but when you look at 
what it was last year. Yeah, it's the weakest division in football. By far. Just call it what it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, are those wins? I mean, they should, should be. be. Yeah, they absolutely should be. Now, we obviously thought, thought the same thing last year against Carolina, and they went down and – you know, they opened up a can of whoop ass on them, but yeah. uh, you know, so you're always you're always gonna have a stinker every now and then. But yes, looking at the NFC South, I think that's definitely fair to say that uh, it's a good year to play those teams, right? A bunch of them are in a transition year, right? Atlanta, new quarterback; Carolina, new quarterback; Tampa Bay, new quarterback. You know what I mean? So it's it's a good year to have those teams on the schedule. So when we start talking about the away games, we obviously already talked about Kansas City. We talked about Green Bay division games. We know those, you know, are going to be home and on the road. But you've got Baltimore, Dallas, the Chargers, New Orleans, and we just talked about Tampa Bay. Up next is at Baltimore. Now you've got Lamar Jackson, new contract. He's got a couple new weapons uh, as wide receivers. They also were one of the top three teams at rushing the football last year. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I think this is going to be a great test of how good is this rush defense going to be. Yeah, that's a, Baltimore is always a very tough matchup. They've uh, they've set an identity, and I compare them very much to uh, the Steelers that we've been accustomed to over the last probably what fifteen years. You know, they're just going to play hard nosed, tough, physical style of football, right? Offense, defense. That's their mo, and that's what Harbaugh preaches for his team. And you can't play for the Ravens, unless you're that type of football player. Every time I've been to Baltimore, I mean, it is one of the most physically grueling matchups that you have just because you know it's going to be a physically uh, demanding game for 60 minutes. That's going to be a tough game. I mean, you know, just sitting here in May, obviously looking at it, uh, we don't know what's going to happen. And by the time we get to October facing that game, but that's going to be a tough one. You got to go on the road against a very physically dominant team, a team that – uh, has built an identity that I think the Lions are trying to mimic in a sense, right? They want to play, uh, just pound you on the ground offensively and take their shots when they're there. Defensively, they just want to shut down the run, get after you. That's going to be a good chance to see where at least where you're at in the middle of the season compared to, we think Baltimore's probably going to be a good team again this year. Mm-hmm. If Lamar can stay healthy, they were a playoff team last year, even when without him. Uh, I imagine they're only going to be better. So that's going to be a good time at the middle of the season to say, you know what, this is where we're at. This is where we stack up. This is where we match up uh, against some of the other uh, teams that we feel like we're, you know, even with trying to work our way into that contender category. So that's going to be, uh, that's one that I, I circled right away. That's that's going to be a fun game to watch. And then obviously, right, the, the bye week is going to be week nine, but before they get there, they've got a Monday night matchup. 
primetime Monday night Vegas Raiders field Monday night. Boy, it's been a while, hasn't it? It has been a while, and I can only imagine if if this schedule plays out the way that we think it will with Seattle, Atlanta, Green Bay, Carolina, Tampa Bay. Like those are ones that I would say the Lions should win. Kansas City, you know, we'll see how that one goes. Baltimore again, we'll see how that goes. Ford Field should be rocking for Monday night. <sighs> you would think so. I mean, it's, you would think it, so. I don't, I don't <laughs> even think I'm going to have to think about that one. It's going to be rocking. All these fans have been craving a primetime game for years now, right? When was the last one? I think 2018. I was still playing. We had the Patriots, I think, on a Sunday night football game. That might yeah. have been the last uh, last primetime game we've had in Ford well, Field, so it's been a while. What was, uh, what was uh, Matty P's first year? Was that yeah, that 18? was 2018. Yeah, yeah so that it would have been Patriots. the Jets, and then it would have been the Jets, Patriots. Patriots, yeah. yeah. So it's been uh, – yeah, By man, the way, nice been, job with the, quite, with the Jets. Well, we beat the Patriots. Whoop Tom Brady's ass. Yeah. This, is, this part of the schedule right here I love from a player's perspective. Uh, you get a Monday night game at home, right? So you get a little bit of extra – you get that extra day to prepare – uh, usually after a Monday night game, a little bit tougher, right? Now you're losing a day. Now you don't really get that off day. You're kind of right back into work, but you got the buy right after yeah. that. And that's lovely. And then you look at what you're lovely. doing coming off the buy. Nice the longest trip of the year, West Coast, yeah. right? Those are always tough ones, especially on a, on a one-week rest. And then you got to get on a five-hour flight. It just it throws things off a little bit. You got to go out to L.A. freshly healed, coming off a bye week, right there in the middle of the season, this part of the schedule, if I was a player looking at that, saying home Monday night, by on the road, West Coast. You think they go out a day have, earlier? It could not have come out uh, uh, better for them. You think they go out a day earlier for that one? Maybe instead of going out Saturday, they go out Friday? I've had I some teams. We, when, when I was Lions when Marty, yet. Campbell, I don't think Dan Campbell has done that yet for yeah, West Coast But they're Coast coming trips. off that by. That might be an opportunity where you get a chance to adjust a little bit more to the time change. Yeah, I'm I, just throwing it out there as a possibility. When Marty Schottenheimer was our coach, we played a West Coast trip. We played San Diego to open the season, and we went out on Friday instead of, hey, Saturday, play Sunday, and then all the way back after the game. I've only done it, I think, once as a player. Um, when I was in Green Bay, we did it the day early. and yeah. um, Honestly, I can't remember – feeling Good like it made a big difference. <laughs> yeah. It was just like, no, we get to sleep in a hotel for an extra night, you know, I get to get to sleep in my own bed and, you know, sleep yeah. in a little bit. Like, I, I can't really remember you know. saying, oh man, we got to do that every time or, oh no, that didn't work to me. I don't think it really mattered. Uh, especially, I mean, the only time I think we, we really left early, you know, this is the last couple of years now working the sideline and being with the team is usually if there's like a weather concern and you have to get out a day early, but I don't think Dan Campbell is, uh, really bought into that whole day early for West Coast trips, especially coming off a bye. You know everybody's going to be pretty rested up. I don't think you're going to have to try to fit in anything else there to say, okay, we got to try to even the playing field. You yeah. know, you're coming off a bye. You should be pretty healthy at that point. So after they get back from that trip to L.A., they've got two home games, Chicago, and then the Thanksgiving game against Green Bay. Um, five of the last eight games, division opponents. It's, I mean, when you're talking about hey, the, the Lions should be playing good football at that time, I, I believe they should win the division this year. And it's really going to come down to those, that last two months of the season. Yeah, it is. And four out of the last six are going to be on the road mm-hmm. too. So that's, uh, 
that's not ideal, but uh, I guess the good part is, hey, Chicago, I mean, 30-minute flight, right? That's all yeah. right. Uh, at Minnesota, at Dallas, at New Orleans, we know that uh, those are games that, hey, those are going to, those are going to probably decide the division, especially you talk about Minnesota two out of the last three games. Uh, the one thing that I'd like to just hit on this stretch is being a sideline guy, I would like to thank the NFL for this schedule. <laughs> Only one cold weather game and it's Chicago in December. The rest of them are domes or either early in the season. You selfish <laughs> son of a bitch. I would just like to say thank you, yeah, but you to the what? NFL schedule makers for all the sideline people out there that work for the Lions yeah. is that we're going to have to put up with it once this year. That's going to be probably a little chilly in Chicago. But well, last year was brutal, John. We had about five of them last year. It's just like, man, oh, I'm so I don't sorry. know if I can do this. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Were your hands cold? Oh, frozen. Hey, but along those same lines, and this has been one of the knocks on Jared Goff, is can he go on the road and win? Can he win when it's cold? Obviously, went to Green Bay last week of the season and played well, got a win. But to your point, whether – I mean, it doesn't matter if you're Jared Goff or if you're any other quarterback. You want to be able to be playing in a dome – come December and January. And yeah. Jared Goff Everybody will have that opportunity, that. whether it's at home or it's, hey, on the road against New Orleans, um, on the road against Minnesota. Dallas is obviously not going to be a cold weather, but you're going to be, you know, Denver's at home, Minnesota's at home, again, domed. So it sets up well for Jared Goff. Yeah, it does. And I think that he's probably kind of, you know, kind of shown us the last couple of years that, you get in those cold weather games out outside, a little bit windy. You know, uh, he doesn't. Perform he doesn't his perform best, right. Right. I think right. that's fair to say. So uh, that Chicago game probably be the one time that we have to see the double gloves this year. Yeah, but that <laughs> one's still in November, and you might get. No, it's Dece- no, that one's December tenth at Chicago. Oh yeah, sorry, I was looking right? at the whole so game in November. That's probably yeah. gonna, it's going to be it's going to be, be chilly. Yeah, yeah. it's going to yeah. be cold. But yeah, and I think the. And look, four out of you know four out of six on the road to close the season isn't ideal, um, but look, you get a chance there. What's well, Christmas Eve at Minnesota, and then two weeks later, home against Minnesota. I think the NFL usually tries to schedule who they think is going to be at the top of the division to match up with each other late in the season, so they can have a plethora of options on who they want to flex. Uh, obviously, so that's uh, that last stretch is going to. Man, that's that's probably going to decide the division, right? I I'll, I think we're on the same page where yeah. we don't expect Minnesota to be another thirteen win team and win eight, you know, one point yeah. games or whatever it was one last year. Games, but yeah. you know, this is this is probably going to be that time of year where hopefully we're in a better position than we were last year. Last year they were fighting to try to get in the playoff spot. Hopefully they're fighting to either maintain a lead in the division or try to knock off Minnesota twice to really take the lead. Yeah, and you mentioned those two. Two of the last three are going to be on the road at Minnesota Christmas Eve. And then short week because they play on Sunday, then they play on Saturday at Dallas. So it'll be interesting to see how how that plays into it. Instead of going Monday to Sunday, they're going to go Sunday to Saturday. Um, and then they finish the season with Minnesota at home. And, and times have not yet been announced. Uh, but I, I got to believe that a lot of those games at the end of the year – the Lions are going to be in contention for having some of those games flexed. Yeah, and it would be disappointing if they weren't, yeah. obviously. Um, now, Could unless, be an opponent issue. 
If unless Denver blows. A, right. Or unless they have like, you know, a four game lead in the division in Minnesota tanks, then I yeah. think we'd all be fine with the one o'clock yeah. game there. But yeah, I think this, this schedule, just looking at it when it came out, obviously the primetime games uh, stick out first, obviously that first game against Kansas city. I mean, that's a chance to go out week one and prove that, you know, all the hype that's been surrounding this team really since November you know, of last year when they started to go on that run, mm-hmm. uh, you get to prove that all that hype is real. And uh, like I said, even if you lose that game, I mean, that's not a, it's not going to dictate how the rest of the season goes. But if you can go out and win that game, uh, that's really going to send a statement to the every other team we see on the schedule. Well, we delayed this episode so that we could get the schedule out. Um, next week will come at uh, a little bit earlier in the week, and we'll dig a little bit deeper into some of these matchups. We knew who they were playing. We obviously have eight home games, nine on the road. We know the divisions that they're playing. We don't yet know the times, but we will dig a little bit deeper into some of the individual matchups that we'll see. I've got a couple of, of great ideas about that Kansas City game. Um, obviously, you know some of the things in regards to Denver, Sean Payton. Dan Campbell. That's going to be later in the season. We'll get a chance to talk about that matchup as, as head coaches. Um, but that's going to be on next week episode as well as are you, you ready for a, a way too early win loss total prediction? No. What? All right, sure. We can do it. Come Why on. Not? Yeah, we got way too early. There's still going to be some signings, but way, there's not going to be way, anything. way, 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 way too oh, early. Oh, come on. <laughs> hey, the schedule's out. We got to go win, loss, win, loss, win, loss, win, 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 <laughs> 17 win. and 0. But again, that'll come. Uh, we'll come at you next week with that one. Thanks for listening to Necessary Roughness.